Eating is an emotional experience, which is why managing your weight needs to be a psychological one. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, April 30th edition. Hope everybody had a great weekend, had some fun with family and friends, or if you had to work, you had to work, whatever you had to do, enjoyed some good sports, you know, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, baseball, of course, tons and tons going on, the NFL draft wrapped up. That being said, go check out Bench with Bubba, episode 91 with special guest John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar recap in the NFL draft from a fantasy football perspective. Really, really good stuff there. So I'll give you a little idea of how things went over the weekend. But we got a 10-game slate to break it down for you guys tonight. And it's an interesting one. You got some high-priced options that are kind of like, do we really need to go there? Because we can stay in the middle and get all the bats in the world. There's a lot of angles to look at here, but real quick, your weather, you got wind blowing out really hard to left in Wrigley as of now. If that stays the same, Wrigley can turn into Coors Field in the blink of an eye. So keep an eye on that one. Tampa Bay, Detroit blowing in from right field about 10 to 11 miles an hour. Slight chances of rain in Boston between the Royals and the Red Sox, but it looks like if it may be a late start, then it'll be okay. And then wind blowing out the center in San Francisco between the Padres and the Giants. Uh, let's take a look at your totals on the day. You got Rockies, Cubs waiting on that one because of the wind. Pirates Nationals, 7.5. Royals, Red Sox, 9. Brewers, Reds, 9.5. Phillies, Marlins, 7.5. Rays, Tigers, 9.5. Yankees, Astros, 9. Blue Jays, Twins, 9. Dodgers, D-backs, 8.5. Padres, Giants, 7.5. So you have a lot of 8.5s and above, lots of 9s and above. So we definitely have some offense to target tonight with some bats. The bats are there, so nothing to completely uh, disappear from. But uh, let's dig into your pitching on this slate and the highest price guy is Jake Arietta, 10-9 at the Miami Marlins. You know, last time Jake was out there, he got you 18.2. He's 8500 bucks. He's got you 12 or more in pretty much every start this year. His last two, 18 or more. So something to look at there. But the strikeouts haven't really been there except the one game. The one game he got 38 was against Pittsburgh, and he got 10Ks. Other than that, 2, 1, and 5. Um, so something to think about there. He has limited the damage. He's been outstanding. The ERA, the whip, all that good stuff. Miami striking out 25.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So it is definitely something you can look at if need be. But uh, it makes you like kind of second-guess things, not completely. They do have the third lowest total at 3.56. Lefty 3.19, righties 2.81. As a team, their Woba is 2.67 versus righties, which is very, very low, not in the good department. You want to be, you know, the average is in the, the low threes, and then the big average is 3.30 and above or so for a team. When you're below threes, you're really struggling against that handedness. So the Marlins, they, they've been pesky of the last week or so. And um, it makes it interesting. Arietta is a great play. He should, knock on wood, limit the damage. He's a big-time favorite against Dan Straley uh, for a road favorite of minus 132. I guess he's not big, big like some people would like to be. But for a Phillies team on the road, it's not too bad. So Arietta at 
Definitely the top price guy I'd be looking at there. We got Charlie Morton at 10-5 at home against the Yankees. Very, very risky play coming off a rough start against the Angels. We got minus one points. Prior to that, was outstanding. He still is overall having a really good year. But, you know, A, you're taking on the Yankees. They do strike out almost 23% of the time, which is very, very nice. He's got a ground ball rate of 53%. Very low hard contact rate. So things you do like to see there. Uh, Yankees team total of 4.2. Lefties 268. Righties 309. Versus Charlie Morton, they do have a Woba of 359 versus righties, which is insanity. That is just off the charts good. So, um, it, you know, when you're facing the Yankees, these are the gambles you take. For a GPP, I can dig Morton because it's just a complete narrative street. I have no evidence behind it at all, but I know uh, the Mitch from the Sports Degens, he's paid attention to it in years past. I know some other guys have, the, uh, especially on the gambling side of things. Teams that play Sunday night baseball and travel – usually lay complete eggs on Mondays. Usually. Again, no statistical evidence at all. This is just narrative street. Can go right out the window, but if you watch it week in and week out, it probably works out more often than not. I haven't really paid attention to start the year, but if you want an angle, they got in late to Houston, given it's not that long of a flight from LA to Houston, but something to think of. Morton does have great stuff. Could shut them down and get a bunch of Ks. Still give them a couple runs. GPP, yes. Cash game, no. I'll be watching Zach Greinke from the sidelines. The Dodgers' bats have been inconsistent. Um, but Greinke hasn't been that great either. He's, he's been very, very up and down. Could put a great start together, but I won't be going there. So above 10K, I got Arietta 1, Morton 2. But the, the, the main story here is you might not need to go that high. Because in this 7 and 8K range, we have some very, very boomer bust options that allow you for bats. and get, It's a GPP slate, folks. Uh, that's the best way I can say it. Uh, you got Jeff Samarja, 8700 bucks, coming off a minus 4.4 against the Nationals, his second start back. He was really good in his first start at the Angels, five shutout innings, four Ks. He's having a little bit of a walk issue, three walks in, in the Nats game, four against the Angels. But, you know, it's only a second start back. He's going up against the Padres, a team he has owned in his career, absolutely dominates the Padres. And the Padres strike out at 28.4% of the time. So if you got a guy like Samarja, maybe he gives up a few runs, but he strikes out at a rate like that, we'll be just fine. Just fine. The Padres have the lowest team total on the slate at 343. Lefty's 338. Righty's 271. So you do have, you know, the Franchi Corderos of the world. Will Myers back to the DL again. So Hosmer, and you're in AT&T Park, which is always a beautiful thing. And as a team, they have a Woba of 290 versus right-handed pitchers. So not great. Not great, Bob. So, Jeff Samarz at 87 is someone highly on my radar. He's one of my favorite pitchers on the slate tonight. After Samarja, you got the likes of this is wind determination. If the wind somehow changes or isn't too bad in Wrigley, John Lester at 8K is a guy, if you listen to my Bench with Bubba shows, you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm not a John Lester fan. But at 8K, he has tremendous upside. He's, he's like a 15-plus point potential guy. Uh, facing the Rockies team, it's just really, really not clicking at all right now. You saw the lefty Smith from Florida, Dom, uh, Miami, dominate him yesterday. They've been getting beat up quite a bit this year, and against lefties, they've really struggled to a strikeout rate of 27.4%. You know, Lester's got a good ground ball rate, a good hard contact rate. He just seems to get in trouble at the weirdest times. You look at the Rockies, uh, lefties 250, righties 336 versus Lester. That's what we know. The righties can hit him. So if the wind's blowing out, it's scary because Rockies are, have a Woba of 278 versus right, uh, left-handed pitching. That's not good. You know, you think about a team like Lester and company, I mean, uh, Arenado and company, 
They'd be able to hit lefties pretty well, but no, that's not the case as they've struggled against guys on the left-handed side of the plate and especially on the road. You get them outside of Coors. This is a trend we've seen in recent years past, and it's, it's, it's going again strong this year. So if the wind's blowing out, no, I'm not using John Lester. Not not using him unless you really, really, really want to roll the dice. He'll be very low-owned. But if somehow the wind gets to like less than 10 miles an hour, he is on the radar at $8,000. Now you go down to a guy like Tanner Rourke at $7,700. If you are playing cash games, this guy, you know, he's, I say it every time, he's a cash game staple. Usually a pretty good floor. You know, he only got 8.1 points his last time out. But he's usually like a safe 14 or 15 with 25-point upside. He even had 26-8 his first time out this year. Facing a Pittsburgh Pirates team that's, you know, not flashy by any means. They have their good games here and there. As a whole, nothing special. Uh, you look at Tanner Work, you know, Pittsburgh strikes out around 20%, a little less than 20% of the time. But he's got a great ground ball rate, very good hard contact rate. The Pirates team total is 363, fourth lowest on the slate. Lefties 347, righties 290. So Tanner's got some good, uh, good action in this one. Um, against Pittsburgh at 7,700. The last guy I really like in this uh, 7 and 8K range is Eduardo Rodriguez of the Boston Red Sox, coming in at a nice, healthy 7,600 bucks at home against the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, I said the weather's a little concerned, so keep an eye on that, but you got 15-plus point upside here. you got five or more Ks and three of uh, four starts. He's looked very, very solid this year. Uh, a Royals team striking out about 25% of the time versus uh, left-handed pitchers. They really haven't shown a lot of power versus lefties at all. They've been better versus righties than lefties, which is really strange with a Royals team. Uh, their team total is 381, fifth lowest on the slate. Lefties 320, righties 304. Eduardo's in his career has had a really big reverse split. So lefties do hit him better. But as a team, the Royals only hit lefties uh, Woba-wise in a 289 clip, which is not good, not good power at all. So Eduardo at uh, 7,600. Definitely in play for us tonight. So in the 7 and 8K range, you got Samarja 1, Rourke 2, Eduardo Rodriguez 3, and Johnny Lester 4. When you drop below 7K, it's interesting. I don't mind if you want to go um, free as 72. You can if you want, but he's really bummed us out the last two. Below 7K, I'm looking at Aaron Sanchez, 6500 bucks. This guy's been working on that changeup in a big, big way, and it's been showing He's got 15 and a half or more points in three of his last four. Uh, he's got the strikeout strikeouts working uh, seven or more in two of four. He's got the ground ball, the fly ball, which he's always had very, very well. He hasn't given up more than three runs in his last four starts. That includes Boston at the Yankees, at Baltimore, and the White Sox. He's been pitching really, 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 really well this year. And at 6,500 bucks, you know, sure he can get hit. That it's always an option, especially against a, an interesting Minnesota team that's that's hit and miss. But as a whole, he brings really, really good stuff to the mound. Minnesota strikes out about 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching. As long as Sanchez isn't walking, guys, a 51% ground ball rate really comes into play here. The Twins do have a 4-5 total. Lefty's 337, righty's 370 off Aaron Sanchez. An average Woba of 312 for the Twins. So it's a dicey play at 6,500. Uh, Sanchez has been showing some amazing improvements already this season with his new pitch mix he has going. And at 6,500, yes, he could get shelled, but this is a guy with 20-plus point upside that can really make your your GPP lineups pop in a big, big way. So Sanchez at 65 is in play by himself down below. Let's recap your pitching on this slate. you got Arietta up, up top at 10-9, Morton at 10-5. That's your in order, 1 and 2. In the 7s and 8, you got Samarja 1, Tanner Roark 2, Eduardo Rodriguez 3, John Lester 4. 
Down below, you got Aaron Sanchez all by his lonely self at 6,500. Before we get to the bats, let me talk to you about draft. It's a fun, new way to play fantasy sports. Snake-style drafts take under five minutes. You have head-to-heads, three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, so on and so forth. Contest starting as low as a dollar, as high as you pretty much can imagine, up to 100 bucks or more. All kinds of contests you can get involved in. You get paid out the next day. It is a great, great way to play. And if you're new to draft, you go check them out online at draft.com or look up draft in your app store. Enter promo code SD Sports for entry to a, three, a free $3 tournament. One day I will get that right. It is a great, great way to play fantasy sports. So go check it out online at draft.com or in the app store under draft. Use promo code SD Sports when you make your first deposit for free entry into a three to free $3 tournament. But until then, let's get back to the bats on your MLB DFS quick hits. You start off with the catcher's position. It's hard to pay up for El Guerri, but the guy that starts off for me on this slate, especially if the wind's blowing out, Wilson Contreras, he's dropped all the way down to $3,800. Yeah, he hasn't been the greatest of guys this year. Very, very inconsistent. But power outside like that, middle of the order. Make sure Freeland's still on the mound. Uh, he should be starting, but there's a chance he gets pushed back a day. If Freeland's on the mound, Contreras at 38, and a lot of these guys will be really, really good. The farther down you go, you know, Brian McCann at 36 versus a very struggling Sonny Gray. I do like that. McCann's just been swinging a really, really good bat and gets overlooked quite a bit when people build their lineups. Um, you go down, it's it's a weird slate for catcher. It's really not that loaded. Like Luke Molle at 3K, I can get behind. Matt Wieters has actually been hitting really good since coming back from the DL. He's 29 versus Jameis and Tyon. You don't know which Tyon you're going to get. He's had a couple bad starts in a row, or it could be the good one. If it's the bad one, well, Wieters at 29 could be very, very good for your roster. If you aren't using John Lester and the wind is blowing out, Chris Iannetta at 29 is a very, very nice price tag. Alex Avila at 28. He's been hitting it really well for the last week or two. Going up against Ross Stripling for the Arizona Diamondbacks. The D-backs are a team that might be fun to target in Chase Field tonight. Team total of 4-3. That's, uh, they have a Woba of 300 versus righties, but a lot of that's been on the road. They've won, I believe it's 9 or 10 in a row now. They've won every series to start out the season which is uh, they've tied a, a record now in Major League Baseball. So a very, very hot team against a very struggling pitcher in Ross Stripling. So Alex Avila at 28, someone to keep an eye on there. Further down to go, i got Tucker Barnhart against Jalice Chassin. We love – we like Barnhart as a cheapy option a lot. We look at the Reds, a 4-7 total versus Chassin. And what we always talk about with Chassin is you target lefties against him. Lefties hit 359, righties 279. So uh, in Great American Small Park, Tucker Barnhart at 28 is on the board of options. Other than that, check out your lineups for the cheapies. Uh, Jeff Mathis always catches Zach Greinke. So if you want an extremely, extremely, extremely cheap catcher with limited upside, but once in a while goes off, Mathis is always on the board like a 2200. You have first base, you got Goldie and Chase, which is okay, but the guy that stands out to me is Joey Votto at 4600 again versus Chassin. Votto's been on fire. He's heating up after everyone said, oh, is this the end of Joey Votto? No, not so fast, my friends. Um, but uh, Joey Votto getting it in at 46 versus Chassin. Very, very good. Ryan Braun does hit lefties really well. Finnegan's on the mound for Cincy, who's had a rough go to start the year. Brewers a 4.81 total. Lefties 4.18, righties 3.49. So Ryan Braun at 45 could be in play for you. Farther down you go, you got Cody Bellinger at 43. If Dave Roberts can get his head out of his ass and not be a dumbass with his young player. If you haven't seen those clips, go look them up. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, I'd imagine, some turmoil in that locker room right now because Cody Bellinger said the things the right way but left a lot of open ends to let your mind wander on what's really going on in that locker room. Uh, Mitchie Two Bags, Mitch Moreland, 3,900 versus Jason Hamill. 
Uh, Hamill's been okay of late, but Boston's got the highest total of 5.2. Lefty's 3.45, righty's 3.49. Very much in play. So Mitchie two bags at 39, a cheaper part of that offense. Something to definitely keep in mind. After Mitchie two bags, you got the red hot and CJ Cron at 3,900 bucks. We were on this boy when he was $2,800. He has been a machine, a double-digit machine lately. Just crushing baseballs everywhere. He's 3,900 bucks. When you look at Tampa, they have the third highest total right now, waiting on that Rockies Cubs game. Still at a 481 total. He's actually tied for second with the Brewers against Jordan Zimmerman. Lefties 359, righties 369. Righties have always hit Zimmerman with a ton of power, but right now everyone's hitting them with power. And the Rays are red hot, getting the job done. Uh, 300 for Cron. Always low on Rays stacks. So someone to think about there. After CJ Cron, you got guys. Like, you know, Carlos Santana for Philly at 38 versus Straley. Straley making their turn from the DL. You got Hosmer. You got Rizzo. Rizzo at 36 is extremely cheap. Yes, he's struggling. He does hit lefties very, very well. So he'll go extremely low on to Rizzo at 36. Could be an interesting play, to say the least. Uh, Ian Desmond at 35 versus Lester is another cheapie. Justin Smoke against uh, Lance Lynn at 35. There's definitely some options in this mid-tier. With Matt Adams hitting in the middle of the Washington order at 34. He's in play versus Tyon. So definitely some options. One that I do like. He's all, he's very streaky, but Sonny Gray has been very, very bad. So you look at a guy like Marvin Gonzalez. He's first base outfield eligible. Double digit points in three of his last four. He's been really heating up after an extremely slow start. So Marwin at 32. It's kind of a salary saver. I'm looking at at first base or the outfield if you need one. Other than that, uh, Jesus Aguilar of Milwaukee is going to get a lot more playing time with Eric Thames on the DL for a couple months. Uh, he hits lefties really, really well. He's 3100 bucks. Should be hitting in the middle of that brew crew lineup, maybe fourth or fifth. He's 3100 and very much in play against Finnegan tonight. Other than that, check your lineups. There will be more value to come. Second base, you got Altuve at 5K. The Astros are really, really swinging some good bats right now. you got Javi Baez at 47, been smoking left-handed pitching. So he is on the agenda as well. After Javi, you know, Dozier's okay. Cesar Hernandez at 42, not bad at all. I do like Cesar almost every night. Price tag keeps going up, but uh, you know, like 3,700 bucks. You got Daniel Robertson of Tampa Bay that continues to get it done. He's second base, third base eligible. There's a lot of mid three guys. You can get a really balanced, really productive lineup. You can get like a lot of guys just home run upside because you got Scooter Jeanette here at 3,600 in Great American Small Park against the Chassin, where lefties. Can smoke Chassin. So he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on in that price range there. The farther down you go, you got Catel um, Marte at 33 can be interesting. Uh, Chase Utley if you need a pump. But Lourdes Gurriel's a guy I'm looking at for salary saving as well. He's second base shortstop eligible. He's 3,100. He's really starting to get it going at the dish for Toronto. Uh, he had his first career homer two games ago. Slowly get it done at a cheap price of 3,100. Farther down you go. There will be a few open. Chris Owings at 3K is not horrible. Adam Frazier at 3K, some value leading off for Pittsburgh if you need it. Not guys I'm running to play, but they're there. Uh, Descalso is always a value guy I'm looking at, especially in the middle of that D-backs order. Second base, third base at 2,800. You know, he's boom or bust, but when he booms, he booms big. And he's in the middle of an order. When you're looking for a punt play, they're usually at the bottom. So if you get a middle of the order guy, it's always worth the gamble if you need it. Third base, you got Aaron Otto with the wind blowing out versus Lester at 5K, which is great. Chris Bryant at 49 against Freeland, both outstanding plays. I'll probably go Bryant over Aaron Otto, but it's like 1A, 1B. You can't really go too off there. Uh, Moustakis, we did say lefty, say Erod better. He'll be low owned at 44, but I'd probably go farther down. Like Rafael Devers at 42. 
versus uh, Jason Hamill. I do like that quite a bit in that matchup. Heimer Condelario at 4K versus Faria is definitely on the agenda. Alex Bregman, he's had a good weekend. He's 3,900 versus Sonny Gray. He's a guy to definitely look at. Double digits in four of his last five, five of his last seven, six of his last eight. He's really, really doing it well at 3900 bucks. So keep him on your, your radar. Eduardo Escobar, third base shortstop eligible. I tweeted about him, and uh, Slack chat was on fire this weekend. So we talked about him quite a bit. 3800 bucks, third base shortstop eligible. Switch hitter, swinging it well, facing Aaron Sanchez. He's got eight or more points in five, six straight games, seven of eight. So keep Eduardo Escobar on your radar at a mid-price of 3800 bucks. mentioned Daniel Robertson already for Tampa Bay at 37 as an option as well. Farther down you go, you got Harris Salarte. He's already got seven homers on the year. 3400 versus Lanceman. That's a nice, cheaper play you can target. Colin Moran at 3K as a cheapie as well. Someone else you can look at at the third base position. Let's head over to shortstop. Didi Gregorius at 51. He's always worth the look. But remember, I told you guys on Friday, much better at home than on the road. Carlos Correa at 5K. Yes, you can definitely go that direction. Trevor Story, if that wind's blowing out at 42, could be a big play tonight. Eduardo Escobar at 38. Talked about him just a second ago. Cattell Marte at 33. Shortstop's got a couple interesting guys, but it's a lot of lot of question marks. Lourdes Gurriel at 31 is another guy I told you I'm looking at. Other than that, it's a very sketch position. I want to see lineups and see like some of these guys might look better. You know, Corey Seager or Jose Peraza, he's a cheapie at 37. Some of these guys might look better when lineups come out and we see where everyone's hitting. Outfield. Mookie Betts day today. He's a good play at 57 if he's in. Uh, Charlie Blackman at 54. Maybe not as fast as I'd like to go, but you got Harper at 53. Reese Hoskins at 52. J.D. Martinez, 51. This guy is probably one of my favorite plays up top here. When he's hot, he's hot, and he is hot right now. Really, really hot. Uh, four or five games of nine or more points, three or four, 12 or more. He's been really, really getting it done with the long ball and just multi-hit RBI-type games. So keep him on your minds at 51 as Boston. Remember, highest total. Should be able to beat up Hamill pretty well. George Springer at 49 against Gray. Do you like that a bit? Uh, Low Kane and Ryan Braun, 46 and 45 against Finnegan. Very solid plays there. Then Ben Intendi at 44. Another kind of cheaper value than what you should be paying for him. Another guy that's been swinging it really well for Boston in that matchup at 4,400. The Grandy Man at 43 for GPP plays only. It's what he is. He's a home run and bust type guy, so you keep him on your agenda. Teoscar Hernandez actually showed a lot more power versus righties than lefties to start the year. He's 4,200 bucks. Went deep again yesterday. He's got seven or more points in four straight games, ten or more in three of four. So keep Teoscar in mind against Lance Lynn at 42. We already talked about Toronto, a 4-5 total uh, with the Wobo of, Team Wobo of 325ers, righty. So Teoscar in play. Uh, David Peralta, we've been on him a lot, double-dogging on Friday. He's 4,100 versus Ross Stripling. So he's another guy to keep in mind if you're going in that mid to low four range uh, for your lineups. Whit Merrifield at 4K versus Erod could be okay. He's starting to run, which is nice. Really helps his DFS and overall fantasy value. When Witt's running to go with his hits, like yesterday, I think he's two for five with two singles, a ribby, and a stolen base or something like that. Got you 13 points. He'll take it all day. All day from Whit Merrifield at $4,000. Denard Span has been absolute fire. Uh, 4K for Tampa Bay. 16 points his last game, 23 before that. Back-to-back days with homers. He's really, really playing well this year. Averaging almost nine points a game. 
So Denard Span at 4K. Schembler at 39. Another lefty versus Chassin. Someone who's been heating up since his return from the DL, so keep him on your radar. Josh Reddick at 39. Odebel Herrera at 39. So, like, literally, Schembler, Reddick, Herrera, all really solid plays at 300 bucks. Denard Span at 4K. You can make those guys work. Um, there's obviously, you know, quote-unquote bigger names with better upside, but those guys definitely have a chance. If you're not using Samarja, Franchi Cordero has a ton of power. First right-handed pitching at 3800 bucks, He can be a nice GPP play because he can also strike out four times. Aaron Hicks and Brett Gardner both at 36 versus Morton. If you're fading Morton, those are some cheaper Yankees that could produce well for you from the left side of the plate. Eddie Rosario versus Sanchez at 36, always a guy we like to target. Aaron Althair, if he cracks the lineup, I don't care. He's facing Dan Straley, a righty. Althair has been swinging an amazing bat the last week or so. So uh, GPP-wise at 3600 I don't mind Althair. You know, Gregory Polanco in a GPP at 35 with Tanner Roark. Jorge Soler at 35. He's actually been producing pretty well of late as well. Uh, eight points last night, eight or more in three, four of his last five, including a couple double-digit starts in there. So he's a guy to keep an eye. He's walking a lot more this year. Better walk to K rate. He's had a long, long time. Ian Desmond at 35. Talked about him already. Uh, Max Kepler at 35 could be another nice one. Andrew McCutcheon against Lauer at 35 is a nice play there. McCutcheon versus a lefty. There is a guy I've totally blanked on and forgot to mention. I even had him in a lineup I built last night. But when you're at the third base position facing a lefty, you got Evan Longoria at 3600 bucks. He's a really good play against the youngster Lure, who got destroyed his first time out. Longo is on fire. Hit his sixth home run of the game yesterday. 14 or more points in three of his last four. He is really filling it at the dish. So don't, if you need a mid-priced third baseman, don't sleep on Longo. That's for darn sure. When you go down farther in the three, uh, in the outfield, back at 3K, you got Matt Adams. Talked about him before at 3400. Albert Amora Jr., I uh, love him leading off at 34 against Freeland. I think that's a really good value play. It'll probably be chalky, but it's a really good one to look at there. Jesse Winker, if he's leading off for Cincinnati at 32 against Chassin. Target those Reds versus Chassin. The Reds are always all or nothing, but they can come up big. Mentioned Marvin Gonzalez, first base outfit eligible at 32. Another nice option there for some savings on the board. Chris Owings at 3K, second base outfield. Another value play you can look at in that matchup. Uh, the farther down you go, obviously more will open up as you keep going. But, you know, at first glance, whew, Nick Williams maybe at 3K versus Straley. Alex Verdugo, if he cracks the lineup, he's 2,900 versus Cranky. That kid should be playing every day, but it's the Dodgers. So they'll find a way to screw it up. Derek Dietrich's only 2,900 versus Arietta. if you want to value versus Arietta, he's Like I said, he's not striking on guys like he used to, which means the ball's in play. You know, we know Arietta can show up and strike out a bunch of guys. But he just hasn't. So if you want to think he continues to not and the ball gets put in play, Dietrich can be a nice GPP pivot for value. Spangenberg for San Diego at 2700 is another lefty value GPP only type play. Other than that, check your lineup. says it's uh, very bleak and they have every minor league run on the planet down there right now. So I really don't want to navigate too much farther. So there you have it. There's your quick hits for your Monday April 30th edition, recapping your pitching up top. You got Jake Arrieta and Charlie Morton. In the middle, you got Samarja, then Tanner Rourke, then Eduardo Rodriguez, and then John Lester. Down below, you got Aaron Sanchez. Remember to check the weather, especially Wrigley. Let's look at your BVP on the slate. Desmond, four for nine, three doubles off Johnny Lester. I tweeted out a couple of these last night, too. But uh, there really wasn't too much to get, like, Gugu Gaga over. Um... 
Joey Votto, six for eighteen with a double and two homers off Chassin, Duvall, and Peraza, and Scooter. Or yes, Duvall and Peraza have taken Chassin deep as well. Ryan Baron, three for seven with a triple and a homer off Brandon Finnegan. Uh, you got Hanley Ramirez, nine for nineteen with a double and a homer off Jason Hamill. Devers, Ramirez, Bradley, and JD Martinez have all taken Hamill deep. As a team, they're hitting three thirty with an eight thirty six OPS and a three fifty eight WOBA. Devers, Moreland, Hanram, Bradley, Martinez, Bogarts all hitting 300 or better with Moreland, Ramirez, and Bogarts hitting over 400 against Jason Hamill. Uh, not the not all big samples, but they've all enjoyed their short time against him. JT Real Muto, 3 for 8, the double and triple off Arietta. Um, Reese Hoskins, 6 for 8, double and 3 home runs off Dan Straley. There's your BVP monster of the day. Odorbel Herrera, 4 for 11 with a double and a homer. Nick Williams, 4 for 10 with a double and a triple. So those are some guys we talked about earlier. Kendris Morales, three for three, two homers off Lance Lynn. Grandy Man and Russell Martin have taken Russell Martin seven for eighteen, two doubles and a homer off Lynn. But Morales just hasn't been the same, so I don't know if I run to that. Brian McCann, the catcher, I told you I liked against Sonny Gray, four for twelve with a double and a home run. Um, George Springer's taking a deep. Altuve, eleven for thirty with a double. Giancarlo, nine for eighteen, two doubles and a homer off Charlie Morton. That might be the old Chucky, but you never know. Goldschmidt, 5 for 12, two doubles and a homer off Ross Stripling. Pollock's taking a deep. Peralta, 5 for 12 with four doubles. So a lot to like against Stripling. He's a guy you can easily pick on. Um, I tweeted out how the Dodgers love facing them. So Granky, they have an 860 team Woba. I mean, OPS and a 371 Woba. 371 is extremely good. Uh, Corey Seager, 6 for 14 with a double and a two home runs. Cody Bellinger, 5 for 12 with a double and two home runs. Jock Peterson, 4 for 12. Three doubles and a homer. Grandal, two homers. Utley, Chris Taylor, Matt Kemp have all taken him deep. Chase Headley, five for 15. Two doubles off Samarja. Not a ton of BVP there. So there you have it for your 10-game slate. It's an interesting one because it's not like super, super flashy, but there's a lot of intriguing angles. Don't forget like your team totals. You got Boston leading the way, the Milwaukee, Tampa Bay, Houston, Cincy, Detroit, Minnesota. Those are your... Your top ones for now as we're waiting on Cubs-Rockies, which with the wind blowing out, it should be a double-digit total there. So another high one. But don't forget to check us out at these Sports DJs, thesportsdjs.com. Again, Bench with Bubba, episode 91, dropped last night with uh, John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar, talking NFL draft and its fantasy football impact as we get closer to, you know, mini camps. It's NFL is just right around the corner, folks. It's crazy. It never ends. Never, never ends. So we got that to talk about. Check out episode 90 as well with Brandon Myers from Lenny Melvick Fantasy Sports and Razzball. Talked a lot of fantasy baseball there to get you ready for your week of action. We got golf back this week, the Wells Fargo. We got the always pressing PGA DFS pod recording tonight. So tons going on, as always. Check us out, these sports DJs at these sports DJs. Um, check us out, uh, check myself out at BDNTrick and join the ST Slack chat as it is growing and growing and having a lot of fun in there. And we're getting some winners. Ozzy, congratulations on the weekend, man. Big day on this Friday or Saturday. Friday, really good stuff there. But uh, everyone, let's get it in. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, April 30th edition. I'm out. better with a home policy from American Family Insurance because you'll feel protected no matter how the wind blows. Also, you can keep enjoying the home of your dreams. 
and our expert agents can help you save up to 23% when you bundle home with auto. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. American Family Insurance. Get a quote? Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.